From my head to my toes, it's all real and you know. What a bop. Such a bop. Such a bop. bop. So let's bop along. Uh, This is Making the Podcast. My name's Evan. And I'm Katie. So Katie, what are you drinking, first of all? Uh, It is a nice coffee. Okay. Because I have to, I don't have to, but I am continuing to work after we record this podcast. Yeah. Because there's a deadline. Ah, okay. That I need to meet. So I'm caffeinating now so that I'll kick in for when we're done. So <laughs> I'm not going to sleep anytime soon. So. <laughs> Very regardless of, of all that. <laughs> Good. I got a job today, which I literally got while I was cooking my breakfast. Okay. I was planning on like maybe going on a walk and like, you know, whatever. But the freelance lifestyle called me and from two o'clock i have been working oh brilliant yeah yeah. so this is my break (laughs) um but i am good in that like i'm very well rested i'm not gonna lie um everybody hates me but i'm not tired for once oh okay that's good (laughs) i'm i'm just drinking coffee so i don't get tired you know yeah but I'm, i'm not tired uh yeah so how are you Oh my god! Uh, well, I've been, jeez, I feel like I've been sick for almost like two weeks now. Are you hurting? Yeah, you got sick in New York, didn't you? Yeah, and then I was better, and then I got an ear infection, and then I thought that won't happen, and then I, I think I got a cold, and then I had no voice, so my like I sound, I still sound kind of bad. Oh. So, but I had no voice for days, and then I went to Lana, and then I had no voice afterwards. <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. How was Lana? Oh my god, so good. Yeah. She was she was 20 minutes late though to the stage. Sure. Did she stay on the extra 20 or did she leave uh uh she stayed on for a good while? Um right. but everyone, everyone on Twitter was like La, uh, Lana delay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lana delayed. I was like, this is funny as hell. But yeah, you know what? It, I'm gonna say this about concerts. Concerts are weird now. Mm. Aren't they? Why? I don't know. Is I think it's just the crowd. It's always like the crowd kind of makes the concert. And this well, was like, just a mixed not... crowd. And I was like, okay. I was expecting one kind of, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like it just depends on the type of concert to go to. Like, I do get that. Like, I know I always bring it up. Well, Paramore was kind of that for me because, like the last time I saw them I was 16 and it was a crowd full of 16 year olds yeah <laughs> but now it was like a crowd full of people my age and 16 year olds and I was like oh weird and maybe that was happening when when we were that age but we just weren't realizing it yeah but um yeah no I don't think they're weird I still love them I'm going to a concert on Saturday oh who are you gonna see uh Father John Misty Oh, he's he sings on Lana's new album, actually. Oh, does he? Yeah. I'm just going for fun. No, he's just going for fun. If he sings candy necklaces, let me know. Um. Yeah, my internet's been acting up today. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'll listen to that song before I go, and then if I remember it, I'll uh, let you know if he sings it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm so bad at going to concerts and not knowing the artist. See, we had this discussion. I think you should know. 
But I don't because then I get to hear their music properly for the first time in the live performance. And then I feel like it creates a deeper connection. Okay, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't disagree with you there, but I just, I don't know. Like, it depends. Like, I think, yeah, it depends. I've gone to so many artists who I know, but I've also gone to so many that I haven't, I've never, well, like, I've heard one or two songs, but I don't know the lyrics to any. Yeah. And I've still had a ball. Okay. So, and he's not sold out. So, it's not like yeah. I'm taking anybody's ticket. I'd never do it for like big artists. So, like, my cousin was like, get Taylor Swift tickets with me. And I was like, no. Oh, no, no, no. I'm on the wait list. But, well, first of all, like, I wouldn't get them anyway. But second of all, no, because I'd just be taking up someone's place who would be loving to go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I said no. I would murder you. <laughs> I know, yeah. Honestly, uh, if I got one and you didn't, I'd just give mine to you. I would. I obviously would. Like, I wouldn't. Like, ah-ha, ha-ha. <laughs> uh, but look, I think there's more people on the wait list than with actual codes. Yeah. But we'll find a way, guys. You will find a way. Anyway, we're going to move on. It's time for a bit of pop news. Some eventful headlines in here. Jesus. Um, so the current series of Netflix's uh, Glamour, Glamorous, sorry, has gained a lot of attention. And one of its stars, Miss Benny, took to TikTok this week to reflect on a past role. Miss Benny reflected on an early acting role in Fuller House and how she was made to hide her queerness whilst being on the same set as Candace Cameron Burr. The actress said, one of the Tanner sisters is very publicly not for the girls. I remember I got sat down with the writers in the studio to basically warn me how this person allegedly was trying to the, trying to get rid of the queer character. Uh, sorry, get the character removed and not have a queer character on the show. So Candace Cameron heard this and decided to respond saying, I never asked Miss Benny's character to be removed from Fuller House and did not ask the writers, producers or studio executives to not have a queer, char- queer characters on the show. Fuller House has always welcomed a wide range of characters. I thought Miss Benny did a great job as Casey on the show. We didn't share any scenes together, so we didn't get a chance to talk much while filming on set. I wish Miss Benny only the best. Who was this character again? So, Miss Benny. So, the character, Miss Benny is trans. So, back then, I don't know what they their name was. Miss Benny is, they actually put a picture up. I'm going to see if I can find it. It was like, I think, was it like Steph, no, Stephanie's assistant or something? Miss, that's Miss Jenny, Miss Benny. You're looking it up as well? Yeah. I'm just trying to put a face to it. Oh, okay. I thought it was, oh no, it was Ramona's friend. Oh. I'm still trying to put a face. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I remember that now. Oh. Oh, she was young when she was on the show. Yeah. Right. But, like, why would the producers lie to Miss Benny? I don't think they were. That's That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, as in, (laughs) like, I'm coming for Candace here. Like, why would they lie? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why yeah. would the writers go to the extent of bringing 
this person into a room and saying, look, we just wanted to know. Because if if there was no issue, then they wouldn't have brought anything up. Yeah. So there's no smoke without fire, Candice, so shut up. We all know public issues just awful. <laughs> yeah, we do, obviously. Like, come on. Like, not only does she start on children, but she starts on children because of their sexuality. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about that, actually. But this is the second time. Yeah. So, relax you. Go back to torture or something. I don't know. Oh, God. Okay. So, we're going to move on. So, everyone loves the movie Super Bad, but -hmm. things are not looking super good for Jonah Hill. Uh, So, after his ex-girlfriend and surf instructor, Sarah Brady revealed a number of text messages that I'm going to read out now. From Jonah Hill, her partner at the time. He says, plain and simple, if you need surfing with men, boundaryless inappropriate friendships with men, to model, to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit, to post sexual pictures, friendships with women who are in unstable places and from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful, I am not the right partner for you. If If these things bring you a to a place of happiness, I support it, and there will be no hard feelings. There are boundaries for romantic partnership. My boundaries with you, based on the way these actions have hurt our trust. So this did not sit well with uh, former Zoe 101 actress Alexa Nicholas. She took to Twitter to say, after reading Sarah Brady's admirable post about Jonah Hill, I just got to say, when I was 16, I got invited to a party at Justin Long's house, where he was living with some lame predator actor from CSR Miami. I'll look up the name later and find him. Jonah Hill seemed to have his eyes on me because at one point I wanted a cig and he said he had one in his car right outside. Didn't seem to like him too much of an effort. Uh, didn't seem to like too much of an effort, so I trusted him. I went outside. He grabbed the cigs from his front seat. Jonah Hill didn't hand me the cig, which I thought was weird. Then as we walked back to the door, I asked for it. He said nothing but slammed me to the door, shoved his tongue to my throat. I was so appalled, I pushed him off me and ran inside. Uh. Oh, he's so... As Jonah Hill... Jonah Hill's always given me a bit of an ick, I think. I don't know. I always like him, but I think it's just because, like, he's my type. Like, as in, like, I just... I um attracted to like not only like looks wise but also just like personality wise i just love people who are funny yeah yeah i find them funny yeah like i don't really like his serious roles i only like him in funny roles that's fair (laughs) yeah not that he has many but after all this coming out like i'm just disappointed yeah why is everybody in hollywood just so toxic honestly <laughs> like i'm actually getting sick of it no but it's honestly his girlfriend's a surf instructor it's like don't don't post pictures of you surfing yeah i know i know i didn't actually read her thing i only vaguely heard about it because mm-hmm. like kevin told me about mm-hmm. it kind of but i think i'm just not reading too much into it to not hurt myself because i'm already going through enough turmoil as it is at the moment mm-hmm. that's fair so yeah, he's an arsehole anyway, and he can't come back from this. Like he will, like he'll he's gonna get movie roles, he's gonna keep working, like do you yeah. know, he's famous. And unfortunately, 
when you're as famous as he is and as established as he is, it doesn't really matter unless you've murdered somebody. And I'm not saying that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying anybody should support him, but I am saying that no matter what, he will still be supported. Yeah. And he still will get roles. So it's shit, but it's what we have to deal with. Yeah, sadly. So sadly, that is true. So we're going to move on now. So there are many titles that this woman holds, such as pop star, icon, queen, and now author. Britney Spears has taken to social media to announce her long-awaited memoir, The Woman in Me, which will hit shelves on October 24th. Hmm. I Are you going to read it? <laughs> Probably not. I more than likely am. More than likely you will. You will. You will. If you don't read it, listen to the Celebrity Memoir Book Club. They're definitely going to cover this. Yeah, I actually have to listen to them. I keep forgetting that they exist. I know it's awful, but I do. Um, But I, I will. I will listen to their episode on it. Like, I just don't, like, look, I love Britney and all, but, like, the way, I know she's obviously going to have a ghostwriter on this, right? I know yeah, she's going yeah. to sit down on her laptop and write this whole book. I, like, <laughs> like I know. This would be, like, 60,000 pages long if that was true. But... Just coming from her Instagram posts that she has done in the past couple of years, I just don't imagine her to be a writer, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Her captions were not very concise. <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> well, I'm not going to read it. <laughs> so she is not Barbie the author. But <laughs> she is. You say Barbie the author? <laughs> Yeah, because I always just connotate Britney Spears to Barbie in my head. Oh, that's fair. Always. It's just a thing. My whole life, I just, like, I'm just like, Britney and Barbie are the same. Yeah, okay, that's fair. But anyway, I can't wait to read the book. Let me know how good... You read it and tell me about it. <laughs> like, just do a whole episode by myself. Will I be the celebrity member of the book? No, I, I will chip in. I just won't have read it, you know? Okay, I definitely will. I definitely will. Okay. So, final headline. Actually, final headline, and then we'll catch up with you on you know what. Mm. Um, <laughs> whatever you have. Uh, so he first rose to fame as one fifth of the phenomenon that was One Direction. Zayn has sat down for the first time in six years. His first interview in six years with Alex Cooper on Call Her Daddy. He reflected on his time in the band. He spoke about rising to fame at seventeen years of age, saying, "I don't think." I was even intellectually capable to do that at that age. I think it has took time for me to process uh, them things. I think I've had to process it with an older mind and look at it and uh, look at it backwards and be like, yo, this is why this happened. And this is what this is what happened. He also described the rush of being in one direction, saying, now I look back at it like it was a rush, you know, it was fun and it was something that was amazing. So, of course, I wasn't going to understand it. It's not something I expected in my life. But it was definitely fun for sure. However, it wasn't all tight jeans and what makes you beautiful. Zayn shared that the relationship between the boys turned sour, saying, We'd been together every day for five years. We got sick of each other, and I've been completely honest. I look back on it now in a much fonder light than I would have as I just left. So obviously Zayn was the first to leave and said certain people were doing certain things. Certain people didn't want to sign contracts. So I knew something was happening and I just got ahead of the curve. I completely selfishly wanted to be the first person to go and make my own record. If I'm being completely honest with you, I was like, I'm going to jump the gun here for the first time. 
I'm a passive dude, but when it comes to my music and my business, I'm serious about it and I'm competitive. So I wanted to be the first to go and do my own thing. He also touched on taking a break from the spotlight, saying, I took the time I have to not even necessarily do interviews and do too much press exposure because I feel like we were so overexposed in that band that it takes a bit of time for you naturally to progress as a human and give something else that is interesting that you have to say. And he talked about his daughter, teaching his daughter some important life lessons, saying he used to get a lot of anxiety around having a conversation like this in this kind of environment. And I want her to be able to look at me and be like, yeah, my dad's doing this thing and he's the man. Yeah. Did you listen to it? I did. I finished listening to it about 10 minutes ago. Oh, okay. It was, I feel like it was built up more than what it should have been. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I have a bit more respect now for Zayn, I will say. Okay. Like, I'm like, okay, because, like, like, if you've listened to our One Direction episode, I just didn't like them at 14 years old for no reason. And then I just stopped caring. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just a thing that happens. And then, but now I'm like, and I like Zayn, I don't really care for Zayn's music, but I have a bit more respect for him now. I feel like he's learned a lot from his kind of um controversies. Yeah. And he just seems more like a chill dude now. He's just living in Pennsylvania and he gets to, you know, see his daughter and he has animals and yeah. That's nice for him anyway. So what do you think from what you've heard? <laughs> from what I've heard, like, I just think, like, yeah, like that growing up, I never really was mad into Zane. Like, he just never really, like, I just mm-hmm. didn't really care about him. Like, do you know what I know? That's awful to say, but it's true. Like, he wouldn't have been my favourite or anything. Um, And then with everything that did happen around Split with Gigi and all, I was kind of like, oh, well, you're a prick, but... I suppose not everybody knows the full situation of everything. Mm-hmm. And from the sounds of it, he's trying to better himself and yeah. be better for his daughter. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Okay. So, but I, I but I'm gonna be honest, don't care about this podcast. Or uh, like I don't I mean, yeah, I get where you're coming from completely. She just has one good person on in a while. Yeah. That's just kind of her thing. I don't know. But I've never really even like listened to it. I'm, no, I've never listened to it. That's never ever. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Fair enough. I don't think I'm missing much, really. No, yeah, I agree. But yeah, no, just um, I'm I'm glad he's doing well anyway. That's mm. that's not here. Okay, so over to you. Any updates on Colleen Ballinger? <laughs> there's not really like updates as such. Like there are obviously updates, but there's nothing like. From what I've seen, she hasn't put anything else out there. Except the song. Yeah, I said anything else. <laughs> well, she put it on Apple Music, though. Oh, I actually didn't know that. It was like a full-length song. You can listen. You, she's charging people $10 for it. Oh, I didn't actually know that she put it on Apple Music because all the people that I'm watching haven't covered that yeah. so far. Um, I'm also trying not to watch as much of it because I'm trying to, like, just not ignore it because like I haven't I'm not gonna ignore it but I'm just trying to like not put all my energy into it mm. uh, but what was I going to say um oh hate tree did so you know hate tree podcast that Trish yeah. on with, with Ethan so they actually reached out to Adam mm-hmm. and asked Adam if he would do a live stream with them uh, and other survivors and 
talk about everything, but Adam was in Disneyland mm-hmm. with his mom and his friends, which he has planned for months. And like then they were trying to change the date, but then the other dates that it would have been on, he'd be flying home from LA and like just it, it just wasn't working out with time. Mm-hmm. And like H3 were so sound about it, like they're like, yeah, Grant, but H3 fans were like, or like just people on the internet were like, you're so fake and you're in Disney and you're enjoying yourself and blah, blah, blah. And Adam's like, well, first of all, I've had this trip planned like months. Second of all, like my Wi-Fi in my hotel room would be shy anyway. So it wouldn't matter because it was, it was all over. It wasn't in the studios. It was all over like yeah. internet. And then, yeah, and he was just kind of getting abuse from that. But um. The only kind of Adam McIntyre content that I've been taking in recently is his Disney vlogs. Okay. <laughs> and his LA trip. Because I'm like, you know what? Let's everybody put our energy into this. Because. <laughs> because. Fuck Colleen. Anyway. <laughs> Genuinely fuck her. Like, Genuinely, I'm, yes. Um, I don't care about her. I don't follow her or anything. I uh, like I've delete it off everything so the only updates i would get would be from media or like on youtube and stuff so that's all i have to say you know who else was post funny disney content max belegdi or whatever his name is oh my god have you seen his tiktoks this evening or his instagram yeah i have i saw his tiktok recently i literally saw it today no the one that he put up about him going to the barber premiere yeah with his boyfriend yeah like an hour ago yeah his suit is amazing. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so I'm getting the lift. So good. Um, I love Max Black Day so much, and I love his podcast. Um, the Useless Hotline. Oh, so good. Um, so yeah. Do you know what? Fuck Colleen, and just watch um Adam McIntyre's Disney vlogs and watch um Max Black Day. Max Black Day. It's not say George Black Day, but that's not right. <laughs> Uh okay, so uh, Katie, introduce this week's topic. Okay. H e l l o e v e r y o n e. You're working in a grown up job, but that's normal because you're a grown up. All you do is watch, sit and watch TV. But now you're in an office like True Jackson's VP. Yeah, that's right, everyone. We're delving into the world of what it would be like to have your very own office job as the vice president of a fashion company at only 15. This week, we are talking about True Jackson VP. So, Evan, what is your history with True Jackson VP? Thank you for that intro, by the way. <laughs> so, to answer the question, what was the history with True Jackson VP. Um, so I remember the ads for it on Nickelodeon coming out that saying it was like coming and stuff like that. And I remember I recognized Kiki Palmer because mm. I don't know if you remember this. Did you ever see the movie Jump In? No. It was the Disney Channel original movie with Corbin Blue, all about like jump rope. And she was in that. She was like 13. Oh. Yes, she's in I, that. Right, yeah, I do actually. I don't think I watched it, but I do remember. I remember the ad for it. Yeah. <laughs> Right, okay. I didn't know that she was in that movie. So I recognized her because she was in that and I was I loved that movie. I was actually obsessed with the soundtrack of that movie and she has a song on that called Jumpin', which yeah. is a banger. We gonna give it jumping. Everybody's jumping right now. Listen to it today. I was like, we do not appreciate this enough. No. 
So I recognized that and I was like, oh, that's the girl from Jump In. I should definitely watch that. And then I was like, wait, she made the leap from Disney to Nick. This is weird. This is a weird time in life. But then um, I remember watching it and I was uh, I was just honestly hooked. I think I, I watched it every day coming home from school as you did when you were a kid. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just watched it when I was a kid. Yeah. What's your history with True Jackson's VP? So this is another one of my things that I remember specifically watching in my nanny's sitting room. Hmm. Um, I watched a lot of my Nickelodeon shows there, but um, especially like as a teenager. Mm. Um, so yeah, I just remember it being on Nickelodeon all the time, and I feel like when I was a kid, I only remembered watching like five episodes. Yeah, but like now I realized I haven't. I actually watched a lot more than that. So um, yeah, that's my history. I just remember watching it as a kid, and I remember the soundtrack, of course. That's my history. My history is the soundtrack. Okay, so we're going to recap the very first episode of True Jackson PP. Katie, are you ready? I'm ready. So True is starting her first day uh, working at Mad Style. Uh, she asks the receptionist, Oscar, where to go and ex- and explains how she, ended up got a- how she ended up getting the job. True and Ryan sold sandwiches in the fashion district in New York. Max Madigan and Amanda are talking business. So True sells a sandwich to Max Madigan and he notices True's jacket. Max notices the alterations True made to the jacket. It's in fact one of his designs. Max and Amanda get in the lift. He ends up offering True the job as vice president of Mad Style. True walks into her new office, sits on a chair and falls off. She meets her new assistant Cricket. Cricket's not pleased with True but shows shows her her office fridge. Lulu runs into True's office and meets Cricket. True shows Lulu the office and Lulu messes with the fridge remote. Amanda comes in to greet True and tells her how to do her job. Lulu and True flip through catalogs. Cricket tells her she has a meeting now and True runs to the meeting. True apologizes for being late and then Max arrives after her. Amanda is presenting the fall line for the business collection. Max gives his opinion and then asks True. True suggests that the cuffs be yellow and Amanda disagrees. Max and Amanda debate the collection, which leads to Max and True making alterations to the design. Max sets a deadline for Amanda to alter the designs. Ryan visits True at work. So True thinks that everyone hates her, and Lulu confirms this. So Amanda ends up storming into True's office, and she snipes at Ryan and Lulu. Amanda suggests True redesign the whole collection. True says she can't do it all by herself, but her friends are going to help her. So True ends up finishing the designs and Lulu takes notice of a hot guy. They hide behind a plant after the male after the male guy hears them. The clothes and the couch are now gone. Ryan asks where the couch guys went and we find out the clothes went down the trash chute. True, Ryan and Lulu root through the trash for the clothes. True says she's going to quit. Ryan feels bad and gets trash thrown on him. Amanda and two other, empl- two other employees, including Cricket, are gossiping about True. True walks away to talk to Mr. Madigan. Jimmy is in the office and we find out that he's Max's nephew. Jimmy is the male guy and Jimmy and True talk and she leaves. So she finds Amanda and the other and the other ladies gossiping and calls them out. So Cricket tries to gain True's trust back and then True ends up firing her. So then True hi- hires Lulu to be her assistant. She says no at first, but after hearing male models, she's in. Ryan comes back in with the suits and True knows what to do. True is now presenting the updated collection. Ryan is joined by two female models and dances to the music. 
True tells Max that what happened and Amanda is being fake yet again. So Max approves the collection. True tells Amanda they're going to be great friends and Amanda isn't happy. Then Jimmy winks at True. So True, Lulu and Ryan are hanging out in True's office while Amanda sits next door looking miserable. True closes the door with the na- with her name on it saying True Jackson, Vice President. The episode ends as the theme song plays. And that was the pilot episode of True Jackson VP. So let's yeah. get into a discussion. Let's. So do you remember this show? Like, is the way you remember the show the way that you perceived it when you watched it again? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh... See, it's a mix, kind of. It's kind of yes and no at the same time. Mine's a yes and no as well, because mm-hmm. I remember like Kiki or like True, mm-hmm. the way she was. Mm-hmm. I don't remember Oscar being as like sound. Yeah. Like when I first started watching it again, I was like, oh, he's going to be grumpy. And I was like, oh, wait, no, he's a mate. It was then it was Amanda that was grumpy. And I was like, ah, OK, so she was grumpy one. And then, oh, my God. So I don't know if this is a hot take. But I'll find out if it is. Lulu's character is so annoying. Oh, she's so infuriating. Infuriating. Um, I, I, I forgot about that. I completely forgot about that. I forgot about that. I forgot that like her friend was just an absolute melt, right? I just forgot. But then I'm like, is that because I was a kid and that was funny to me? And now is it because I'm an adult and I was just I'm just thinking of like a corporate perspective and if that was me, if that was someone in my office I'd be fuming oh yeah 100% so I don't know if it's just because I'm like older that I think that or if it's just actually fact that she is the most annoying character ever no no she is the most annoying character ever like why why does she have to be that way like why couldn't she have just been like like not (laughs) normal but you know what I mean yeah she's a bit more mellow yeah, like just a bit less screamy. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I was younger, I absolutely hated Amanda. I was like, honestly, what is her problem? Like, she's just an absolute cow. But then I was like, wait, if I was in her position, I'd be pretty pissed off too. Ah, uh, yeah. But then at the end of the day, it's only a TV show, so fuck off, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> well yeah, that's true. It is very unrealistic. Oh, it's so unrealistic. So, so that. <laughs> To the point of it being so unrealistic, do you not just think the writers would just get all the characters on board? I know yeah. you have a villain. I understand. I understand. But like to make her so villainous. Yeah. But then to also make her so like meld in with them as well. Yeah, yeah. Because there's episodes where she's like, I hate you, but like I'll be your friend for like 10 minutes, but I hate you. I'm like, just pick one. That's true. I think there's an episode where she was a sleepover and I think she ends up coming over and it's like, why is this grown woman in the sleepover? So how many episodes did you watch in preparation for today? Well, I only watched three. Well, I, I think I watched three and there was one that I watched because I was like, I remember certain moments from the show. There was one where there's like this act, this like teenage actress who just acts like a bit of a brat and then ends up going missing. Yeah. And then and then there's the other one with Jeanette McCurdy oh I didn't watch that one so I I think I watched like 
like nine of them, nine of the four seasons. Yeah. Um, I was just like, ah, keep going. They're only half an hour. Um, but I got to the one where your one was a brat, and I got to, um, oh, there was another one where they had to mine someone else, or they, oh, there was the skateboarder one, where they, where Max was like, I can't actually skateboard. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was that one, and there was there was something else that I can't remember, but like it was literally in like the second or third episode. Mm. Um, but I didn't know what Jeanette McCordy was in it. Yeah, no, she played because in the first episode they mentioned the Pinks, and I think she plays like the head of the Mean Girls, and I think they run, they end up coming to the office in on like pink roller skates, and it's like I don't know, it's very Nickelodeon and very heightened. Okay, I see. I see. Um, yeah, I didn't get that far anyway, but um, also like Mister Madigan's just a bit of a an oddball, like. <laughs> he is such a poor manager. He is, he is the epitome of bad management. Well, like now that I'm watching it as an adult, I'm like, is it not a bit creepy that he hired a 15 year old? Yeah, it is really fucking creepy. And like just let her mates run around the office now. Like I know his nephew walks there, but like first of all, it's his nephew. But yeah, it's probably well, his nephew works in the mailroom, so I don't know. I think it'd be the building that would hire them, not really mad style. Because you have to yeah. think, if it's like a big corporate building, then they're they're just one, they're just one company in a huge office block. Yeah. Hmm. But he still works for his uncle. Technically, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, He's giving him a mail, like so. <laughs> I forgot that actor who plays him. That's Robbie Amell, and I completely forgot he was in this. So Robbie Amell, if you don't know, he you know his face. He pops up in so many things. I guess. We'll get to we'll get to that later. But yeah. he has a really famous brother, Stephen Amell, who is the lead character in Arrow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was just like, I forgot Robbie Amell's in this, and I was like, I don't know why Robbie Amell used to really annoy me as a kid. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, see, I was I was a teenage girl, so I was just in love yeah. with him. <laughs> Who wasn't I in love with when I was a teenage girl? Mm-hmm. I was in love with everybody I fell in love so hard <laughs> all the time I did I fell in love with everybody we've unpacked this we have unpacked this yeah but I'm I'm unpacking it again we unpacked this in love Simon okay <laughs> but I'm just reminding you all Katie had a smooch on the wall too <laughs> no not on them before them. <laughs> and probably after not on them though. That's that's crazy. I just fell in love on them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I know I just have to tell this story. So I was uh working out somewhere there was Walters there and I sent Evan a picture and I was like, oh, I hope yeah. fall in love on these. <laughs> that's the funniest <laughs> you've ever sent me. <laughs> I think you were in New York, were you? I was yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I really hope somebody's fallen in love with these. <laughs> oh, that was fun. But anyway, um, yeah, Mr. Madigan's just a bit of a creep. <laughs> to get back to my point. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, that is true. It's just he's just a poor manager, like. Mm. And I also don't agree with the show the way that like everything just always works out for true. 
Well, yeah, because that's why it's unrealistic because she's 15 in a VP job. But also, she mentioned that it's a, she's there for the summer. So she only the VP for the, for the summer? Like, I would imagine so. I mean, I'd imagine that, like, they can't just take her out of school. Like, yeah. they know you can leave school at, like, 15, 16, but, like, surely your ma wouldn't let you. <laughs> Obviously. Because, yeah, I don't know, it's weird, but I don't think they ever got that far. Well, yeah, the show only ran for two seasons. Yeah. Um. Does it remind you of another show? Like, not really, but it just reminds me of a Nickelodeon show. Like, as in the whole concept of it, you know? I was kind of, it kind of reminded me of Ugly Betty a little bit. Yeah, actually. Yeah, I, doesn't it? Yeah, even the layout of the office and stuff. And I think it might be the colours or something. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. No, I actually, I do agree with that. Even the characters, you've got like Wilhelmina is like Amanda and you've got like Daniel's kind of like Mr. Madigan. Yeah. Yeah, well. no, I do. I, I agree with that, actually. I thought you were thinking of like another kid show, but no. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I just think it's a bit ridiculous. But like, I also enjoyed watching it, you know. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't think we realized how ridiculous it was back then. Yeah, no, I agree. And just now that we watched it back, I'm like, were we for real watching that? <laughs> I actually did get a glimpse of when I was watching it of going right. This is why my mom hated Nickelodeon shows. Okay, fair. Because <laughs> they're roaring, the unnecessary roaring. Oh, that was so loud. It was really bad. Like, that was, that, like, was, like, that close to ruining the show for me. Here, do you remember, can you remember this? Did Ryan and Lulu go out in the show? I feel like that did happen in the latter season. Yeah. I feel like that did happen. I feel like, yeah, I think so. Now, I, I didn't watch that far. Mm-hmm. I only watched like half of the fourth season, but um, I do think you're correct in saying that. Yeah, I was like, okay, and then I'm like, okay, they're both so irritating though. It kind of makes sense. True, but like, I I also like I do like that they like try to make Lulu smart, mm-hmm. but like they also didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was thinking that. Excuse me. What are you looking up? Uh, did Ryan and Lulu date in True Death? I think they did. Yeah, no, they tried to make Lulu smart and kind of dumb at the same time. And I'm like, oh, I hate this. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, they did. Like, do you know when they were like, oh, she's a math whiz. But then like, so there was an episode where the accountant was Santa Claus. Oh, yes, yes. And then they brought her in and they, like True was like, oh, she's like a calculator. And he's like, give me two numbers. And like, she don't know off the top of her head. And everyone's like, woo. And then she's like, oh my God, he's Santa Claus. And then she just is like, dumb. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like she's acting like dumb. Like, oh my God, can I see you in the see you outside? Can I see you outside? I'm just like, oh, just. Nah. But like. On the thing on Paramount, like it did say that this is a slapstick comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and like I get what they mean. Like they definitely tried to make it slapstick. But like slapstick is more about like the way you move your body and not how loud you scream. Yeah. And like ridiculousness, but like mm-hmm. again, not vocally, more uh 
movement wise. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, 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 Jesus! What just happened? My golden rat just fell over in my bedroom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't have time for this. <laughs> oh, are you for real? I actually can't believe I'm the human. Oh, I don't have the humor. I'm not in the humor for this. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't think I have any more to say on True Jackson VP. Do you? Yeah, the team tune. Oh, banger. What a good song. I know. Occasionally just pops into my head over, over the last few years when I wasn't watching True Jackson anymore. But, like, same. And, like, I forgot that it was, like, from a TV show until I started watching this again. I was like, oh, my God. Like, because... <laughs> yeah. It was that good that you could have, they could have just released it as a song. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like this is one of, this is the show Nickelodeon is like, please forget about this. Yeah, and I don't know why, because like, it isn't actually the worst show. Yeah. Like, if I had like, a little teeny bopper and I wanted to like, like show them something, I'd be like, I'll watch this. Because mm-hmm. like, yeah, literally is annoying, but other than that, like, it's grand, you know? <laughs> And and I like that, like, they make True, like, really honest. Yeah. Like, she's not devious, like, and when she does do something that's, like, devious or, like, um, like, a, not above board, like, she'll always admit it and stuff. So I do like that. Yes. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, the success of True Jackson VP. Let's do it. So, uh, would you believe this? This has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? I am shocked. I am shocked. That means it's higher than everything we've ever covered. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how this has 100%. That has to be a glitch. <laughs> Surely you can't, like, because it's not perfect, because we have we know the annoyance in the room. Mm-hmm. So... A hundred percent. That has to be wrong. Has to be wrong. <laughs> <It was> so... <laughs> Jesus. Surely <Yeah>, sorry. <laughs> okay, this this episode's broken. Um <laughs> well surely it does have hundred percent of rotten tomatoes, and the show's success led to a clothing line and a book series. It also won five uh, NAACP image awards and was nominated for two kids' choice awards. Very good. So pretty good. Now let's talk about this cast. Let's see what they're up to now. So first up, we have Greg Proops, who played Max Madigan. Mm-hmm. So before signing on to the Nickelodeon show as CEO Max uh, of Max Style, Greg Proops voiced characters in The Nightmare Before Christmas, Star Wars, Brother Bear, and Bob the Builder. Since then, the actor has been in films such as Doctor Doodle, Million Dollar Mutts, Helen Back, and Duck Duck Goose. He's appeared in shows such as Flight of the Concords, Uncle Grandpa, The Powerpuff Girls, Star Wars uh, Resistance, and Schooled. These days, he can be found hosting the show Whose Line Is It Anyways? Hmm. Next up, we have Ron Butler, who played Oscar. So he was the welcoming receptionist of Mad Style. Ron Butler has appeared in various projects such as Torchwood, Grey's Anatomy, Parenthood, Shameless, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and The Hungover Games. Um, he's also narrated narrated various projects. 
Very good. So, Robbie Amell, who played Jimmy. So if you don't recognize this guy, you absolutely 100% do, because I'm going to tell you what he's appeared in. So he was the drummer of the band Fire, Fire and Ice in the show. But since the days of delivering, uh, delivering, um, sorry, what am I saying? Since his days of delivering mail, the scene Harry Trav has been kept busy. Film-wise, he's appeared in uh, Picture This, Struck by Lightning, The Duff, Max, Code 8, Nine Lives, The Babysitter, and its sequel, Babysitter Killer Queen, When We First Met, and Resident Evil. He played Fred in two TV Scooby-Doo movies. He's had guest roles in various shows such as Pretty Little Liars, Hot in Cleveland, Y50, and Modern Family. He's had recurring roles in shows such as Revenge, The Flash, The X-Files, A Series of Unfortunate Events, and The Witcher. He starred in the series The Tomorrow People and is currently starring in the series Upload. Hmm. The boy works. Yeah. So next up is Danielle Basuti, who played Amanda. So she may have been Mad Style's answer to Wilhelmina Slater, but this fashion queen has been kept busy. Film-wise, she's been in Get Smart, Curse of Chucky, Back in the Day, and Insidious Chapter 2. TV-wise, she's appeared in Two and a Half Men, Bones, Body of Proof, Private Practice, Parks and Recreation, 90210, Hot in Cleveland, Castle, Criminal Minds, and Grey's Anatomy. She was a series regular on the show Dwight in Shining Armor, and she also has voiced many different characters for various video games. Fair play to her. Matt Shively, who played Ryan, is next. He was true wild and he was true's wild and crazy uh, best best friend and has been up to a lot since as it seems. Film-wise, he's been in noobs, paranormal activity four, April Apocalypse, Feel So Good, Expelled, How to Build a Better Boy, Summer of Eight, Power Rangers, Father of the Year, The Wedding Year, and Mark Mary and some other people. TV-wise, he's appeared in The Troop, Last Man Standing. Bucket and Skinner's Epic Adventure, Teen Wolf, CSI, Jesse, Aquarius, Grand Hotel, and American Housewife. He starred in The Real O'Neills, voiced a character for the Nickelodeon series Winks, and currently plays Quentin in Lopez vs. Lopez. Hmm. Next up uh, is Ashley Argada, who played Lulu. So she was true's annoying and overzealous best friend. However, since the show ended, her career has been a bit more low-key. So TV-wise, Ashley Argada appeared in Baby Daddy, The Troop, Austin and Ali, Girl Meets World, and All-American. She had recurring roles on Lab Rats and The Fosters. She starred in Bucket and Skinner's Epic Adventures. Film-wise, she's been in Broken, a musical, All Hallows' Eve, Liberty Crossing, I Hate New Year's, and How to Build a Better Boy. And in 2021, she got married to actor Rick Torres. So finally, last but least, is the star of the show, Kiki Palmer, who played True Jackson VP. So she's the youngest VP in the fashion district in the show, but in real life, she is an absolute queen. Before signing on to the show, Kiki Palmer was best known for her roles in Barbershop 2, Akila and the Bee, and Jump In. Movie-wise, she's been in Joyful Noise, Animal, Brotherly Love, Pimp, Hustlers, Alice, Lightyear, and Nope. She voiced Peaches in the Ice Age franchise. She played Chili in the TLC biopic Crazy Sexy Cool. TV-wise, she's appeared in The Cleveland Show, Rags, 90210, Full Circle, Key and Peele, Family Guy, Grey's Anatomy, Masters of Sex, Grease Live, Robot Chicken, and Insecure. She's she's had main and recurring roles in Wings Club, Scream Queens, Berlin Station, Star, Scream Resurrection, and Human Resources. In 2014, she hosted her talk show, Just Kiki, and these days, she can be heard voicing Maya 
in the Proud family, Louder and Prouder. Aww. So, I mean, Kiki's done very well. <laughs> to be fair, they've all done all right. Yeah. Like, for a show that, like, came out so long ago and, like, had such young actors in it, like, they've all done fairly all right. Yeah. like, some of them are just, like, one and done, mm. usually. So, fair play to this cast. Fair play. But, uh, so now, school is in session, all for Katie VP herself. It's a pop quiz all about True Jackson VP. Katie, are you ready? I'm ready. So, question one. Uh, what is the name of the company True works for? Mad Style. That is correct. It is Mad Style. Question two. Uh, what was True doing when she got the job? Selling sandwiches in the lobby. Yes, that's correct. Question three. This is multiple choice. What is the name of Jimmy's band? Is it Fire and Ice, Smoke and Fire, Smoke and Mirrors, or Water and Sand? Fire and Ice. It's Fire and Ice. Uh, <laughs> question four. What was the name of True's first assistant? Cricket. Cricket is correct. Question six. I already said this, but this is going to be multiple choice if you want. What iCarly Star had a guest spot on True Jackson VP? Jeanette McCurdy. Jeanette McCurdy is correct. Question seven, um, uh, sorry, yeah, question seven, what colour is the skirt True wears on her first day at work? Um, orange? It's actually red. Oh. Question eight, uh, what is the name of the receptionist? Damn it. I forgot I can give you multiple choice if you want. Yeah. Is it Rick, Max, Oscar, or Steve? It's Oscar. It's Oscar. So, question nine. Which character is wearing a scarf in the first episode? Um, Oscar? No, it's Lulu. And question 10, uh, complete the lyrics. From my head to my toes. <laughs> she don't know that one. <laughs> I've never um, just seen it a second ago. I actually, I know the, the, the fresh and cool, but that's literally right after the words oh, that yeah. I meant to say. And I actually, because the way I sing the song is, I'm not going to lie to you, right? It's like, from my head to my toes, nee, 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 nee. fresh <laughs> and cool, it's just what I do. That That's how I know the song, so I actually don't know the lyrics. So it's, uh, from my head to my toes, it's all real and you know, fresh and cool. <laughs> See, I like, I actually physically just didn't know the words. And question, uh, final question, what is the name of the actress that uh, disappears during an episode of True Jackson VP? I feel like it's like Kira something. It's actually Dakota. Oh, okay. Never mind. So you got six there. That's not too bad. Not too bad. But uh, yeah, so next up, we're going to put True Jackson VP on our pop scale. We rank it out of five based on how much we like it and it's based on pop culture. Katie, what do you give True Jackson VP? I'm giving it a three and a half. I would have given it a four, but like Lulu just brought it down three and a half, <laughs> like half a point. So sorry, girl, but I just, your character just hurt my brain. Um, So my final score is three and a half. What are you giving it? I'm giving it a three. 
Okay. Because, um, I mean, I think it is funny, but it's funnier when you're a kid. Yeah, 100%. Like it's, it's very childish humor, but obviously I love Kiki Palmer and she's done so well, and the, the majority of the cast done so well. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah, and then Nickelodeon are just trying to make us forget about it, so, you know. True, but it's that's like not, as not on the show. As I curly, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but that's because nothing ever will be. <laughs> Fair, can't all be Miranda Cosgrove. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately not. Uh, so next up, we're going to talk about what's popping, meaning what we're enjoying in terms of pop culture. Katie, what's popping with you? Hmm, what is popping with me? Um, the youth hotline. Yeah, that. That's popping, I suppose, because I listen to that. All my podcasts, I've had a lot like a long time of listening to podcasts mm-hmm. this week so far. I haven't really been consuming much, just like YouTube. Mm-hmm. But like on YouTube, I've also been just watching podcasts. So like um Unhinged with Chris Clemens mm-hmm. and the usual Colleen stuff. But mm-hmm. like I would say that's popping, but it's just what I've been spending my time into. Mm. Um, Adam McIntyre's Disney vlogs. I've gotten back into scrolling on TikTok, which is not good because it makes me unproductive, but I've been doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then Stardew Valley again. Yeah. I've been liking playing that. What's popping with you? So uh, it, it finally dropped uh, last week. Speak now, Taylor's version. Oh, yeah. Do you know? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to run my ass. I, I actually didn't Sorry, what? Well, can you say that again? I didn't mean to roll my eyes. I know, but I could hear it from all the way over here. Uh... Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, speaking of those, Taylor's version dropped, and it is absolutely great, of course. I speak, I'm a rep sound, but then after rep, it's speak now. Um, so yeah, absolutely loved it. Uh, she owns half her discography now. So I believe 1989 is next. So we will see <laughs> when that comes out. Uh, what else was there? Uh, Lana Del Rey, obviously. Oh, yeah. Because I really, really loved that and enjoyed that. Uh, Gossip Girls put up on Netflix. So I'm rewatching that. Uh, my usual podcast, Still Watching Buffy. So many things. Very good. So, yeah, Katie, where can the people find us? People can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Make It A Podcast. You can give us a little review on Apple Podcasts and a little rating on Spotify if you so wish. And you can follow us on the app that you're listening to this on right now. And if any of your family and friends need new podcasts to listen to, send them our way. They can find us anywhere they get their podcast. Okay, so that was our episode on True Jackson VP. And you will hear from us next week. Bye.